This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Tuesday's episode. Today, I am talking with one of my favorite creators, one of the first people that I started following on TikTok. He has been a guest on the podcast before. Has he been on twice before? I don't even know. I'm talking with Mr. Chaz. I'm sure many of you follow him on Instagram or on TikTok. It's funny because I asked him to be on the podcast again and he was like, yeah, totally. And then we were like trying to figure out what we were going to talk about. And I kept seeing these TikToks about is gentle parenting privileged parenting? And I loved the conversations that people were having around this topic. So I was like, let's talk about this. And it ended up being an amazing conversation. I had never really thought much about it until I started diving into this topic on TikTok and hearing people's perspectives. And it makes so much sense. It is so hard to practice gentle parenting. It's not like you can just read a book on how to do it and then it's easy to implement. It's not. Parents are under so much stress and you really need to have your own shit together when it comes to like emotion regulation. And I saw a TikTok on Chaz's page where he talks about the different brain functions and how there's survival, emotional, and executive. And in order to practice gentle parenting, people need to be in the executive part of their brain, but many people who are under a lot of stress, who have been oppressed, they live in the survival part of their brain. So the fight or flight, the freeze, which is makes it very difficult to react to children in a high stress situation to react in a gentle way. And honestly, I hate when people, like I talk about this topic and then people comment, if you can't not abuse your children, then maybe you shouldn't have kids. And it's like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the difference between being able to respond in a way that is very gentle, respectful, like the ideal way that you would want to respond to your child versus maybe losing your temper, raising your voice. Like we're not talking about the two extremes. And when you talk about parenting, people love to put it into the extremes. So if you're not practicing gentle parenting, then you're abusing your child. Like, no, okay, there's a middle ground. I'm just saying it's very difficult, even for me, and I am the most privileged person, which I get into on this episode, it's still difficult for me to practice gentle parenting in every situation. I'm human. I lose my temper sometimes. I, you know, whatever it might be, it's a few days before my period. It's, I had a really stressful few days. Like, it varies. So I just wanted to have this conversation, and Chaz was the perfect person to talk to. So I hope you guys enjoy. So without further ado, please welcome Mr. Chaz back to the Mom Room Podcast. Okay, hello everybody. I am talking with one of my favorite people today, Chaz Lewis. You probably know him on social media as Mr. Chaz. We've been following each other since 
like the beginning of the pandemic when all of us kind of jumped on TikTok and he's been on the podcast before. On an earlier episode, we talked all about tantrums. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen. But yeah, if people don't know who you are, can you start off just by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey to where you are now and what you're doing now? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll try to do the super condensed version. Um, (laughs) Start off as a Montessori teacher, realize just when I got thrown in there, I struggled, but learn, grew, grew in my abilities, grew in my understanding. Other teachers started to kind of, you know, ask me for advice. I started to give advice. They started to come back and say, wow, like this was really impactful for me. and This really changed my day and this child's day. Then I became an educational specialist where my role was to kind of teach teachers to teach, but I was in charge of the kind of the educational side of eight, 10 different schools, depending on the timeline. And I did trainings, I supported inside the classroom, I did things outside the classroom, was director, did really a million things, but really mostly supporting teachers inside and outside of the classroom was my main thing. And it was like whenever there was, you know, a a child who was really challenging or just a really challenging moment that the, a child who challenged a teacher, I would be the person that they would call in and to support and kind of figure out, assess the situation and support the teacher and the child so that we could kind of move forward in a productive, successful way so everyone could be successful. Doing that for a while, pandemic happened. Most of the kids went home. Most of the teachers went home too. And, you know, I started to see on, you know, TikTok and various other places too talking to people how people were really struggling during that time, this kind of new challenge that got put on a lot of people, particularly parents. And so I started creating content on TikTok because I was like, I've learned so much from my journey. If I could just share some insight that could be helpful, you know, I could probably make a pretty good impact and help a lot of people. And that's what happened. It blew up on TikTok, Instagram, you know, Facebook, and then it kind of turned into a podcast where I, you know, bring on guests and we have, you can dive in deeper of the nuance of conversations and they're like hour long conversations as opposed to the kind of one minute short TikToks you can get, the little bite-sized TikToks you can get that can teach you a new strategy, help you think in something of, think of a situation in a different way. And so that's kind of what I've, part of what I've been doing really heavy on conscious discipline. If you're not aware, it's like a, a trauma responsive program. And a lot of what I talk about, I often use a conscious discipline lens. So that's me in a really short nutshell. I also have a master's degree in executive leadership. And so, yeah, that's kind of nutshell. So are you full-time content creator now? Like, what are you doing now, your day-to-day? So right now, in the moment, it's kind of like a weird limbo period for me. And that is, and it's not just creating, so I do a parent coach too. So I, and teacher. So I do a lot of like speaking and I will do a lot of one-on-one coaching with parents. And so I spend many hours. That's probably most of my day spent doing that. So those who are looking for that one-on-one, because, you know, I can do a a one-minute TikTok and but it's going to be somewhat general because I don't know your child, your situation, you particularly, you know, there's so many variables in there. And even in the one hour podcast episode, like it's every person is different and has to be taken into account when you're really trying to learn and grow and solve problems. It's really such an individualistic thing because we are so we're all so unique with our different situations, our different cultures, our different mindsets, our different things that we're overcoming. That's why I, I really love to do the one-on-one stuff there. Mm-hmm. Variables. I love that you said variables because I talk about that all the time. We're so quick to judge other parents and especially on TikTok because you're seeing like a 15, 30 second video of something. And then in the comments, people just jump to conclusions and assess your entire life based on that one TikTok. And I'm always like, think about all the different variables that like consider all the variables. So yeah, when you work individually with someone, obviously you can take all of those into account. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today, I've been seeing it on TikTok quite a bit and I've heard a lot of different creators like stitch part of a video and talk about how gentle parenting or, 
you know, often it's called respectful parenting or conscious parenting is privileged parenting. And so I wanted to have this conversation with you. What is your take on it? What do you think? I saw the same video too. And I think what people also have to recognize, like the first thing, before we even talk about the video, we have to recognize about TikTok especially, and this is kind of more of a, from a like creator's perspective, that the first three seconds in a video are crucial in how it does and how like many people see it. So it is often someone will say something in the first couple seconds of a video that is kind of maybe a little shocking or a little like, ooh, like what? Like (laughs) to encourage you to watch the rest of the video. And if you watch the rest of the video, and and I mean, and same here too, when I first heard, you know, kind of the way that it was, you know, language, I was like, okay, I want to hear more. And when you go into what she was saying, you know, I think people just heard the first three seconds and couldn't hear the rest of what was said in the video. And another thing that is really important, I think a lot of people, that people get triggered really easily by buzzwords. Like there's a buzzword in there that you hear and then, you know, we get in our, our emotions and get defensive and all kind of things come up and it and it stops us from really hearing what the message is because because then we're hearing it from our emotional filter. The buzzword is privileged, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, and I thought the same thing. And, you know, whenever people say like, oh, you're so privileged, you're this, initially I will get a little bit defensive. I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel good. But then I Googled what the definition of privilege is, and I was like, oh, okay. It literally just means that you have an advantage over someone else. Exactly. And I was, you know, I was going to say the exact same thing of while we have the rest of this conversation to just help people with their not feel so triggered listening to it. Although I think it's important to pay attention to that emotion and and, and think about like where that comes from and why, you know, you, you know, why you're having that reaction. I think that's an important exercise to do, but that's not the exercise we're going to do today. I want to, I want you to understand. I want to answer the question in a way that we you won't be as defensive maybe. And so maybe for the purpose of this conversation, if we just change the word to advantages, or we change the phrase a little bit, because this is this, what she's saying, advantages help you in parenting. Advantages help you in gentle parenting because she was referring to gentle parenting or you can say conscious parenting, respectful parenting. But think about it that way. Your advantages that you have help you gentle parent. Now, when you hear that, you're probably not triggered. You're like, oh, yeah, of course, duh, right? But we hear the word, you know, privilege and other feelings come up. And I think one of the things that comes up for a lot of people, because it's like a part of a, a little bit of a different conversation, but it's adjacent to the conversation of like white privilege and people, you know, like white privilege, like that's immediate. People immediately feel defensive. And so it's harder to really be open and to hear what someone is saying once you hear the word white privilege. And, you know, especially if you're a person who is, you know, white or you consider that's how you identify yourself. And, you know, all it means is, and so like even there, we can kind of, all it means is that there are, you don't have disadvantages because of your your skin color. Like that, that you may be able to, we all have privilege. And that's, that's the thing that we, that is also important in this conversation, that we all have privilege, right? I am a black male. I have male privilege, right? I can walk down, like when I walk down the street and I'm alone, it's at night, I don't even think about someone like, you know, sexually assaulting me. Not even something that crosses my mind, right? But that might be something that crosses your mind, right? Now walking down the street and, you know, it's a dark night and maybe I'm like in the suburbs in a different place, like different things may cross my mind, right? Of just maybe the police and just uh, just being aware of, for different reasons. And, and you probably don't think about when you walk down the street of your neighborhood, right? And so we all have our different advantages, our different privileges, right? 
And it's just, and it's okay to acknowledge that, right? It's okay to acknowledge that our, that when I walk down the street that I had the advantage of not having that, that fear for that reason, right? We all have our difficulties. Also, I think people, you know, if someone says, oh, you have this privilege, I think people get defensive and think, are they assuming that I have no problems? My life is easy peasy. Like that is not what we're saying, you know? It's just, you don't have a specific set of problems that somebody else might have. Because I think when I hear the gentle parenting is privileged parenting, I also think people assume if someone's not, assume that someone who isn't as privileged as someone else, that means that they're just able to like, physically assault their kids and like yell at them all the time and not be respectful at all. And that's also not what we're saying. Right. Right. And, and, you know, and on the, what you were saying about it, just because you're privileged doesn't mean you don't have any problems. Like that is so not just in parenting, like that's like everywhere. Like there's a whole industry that is like dedicated to Privileged people problems, right? Like, and I, you know, TMZ, right? They largely cover people who are privileged, rich and famous people who have privileges. We can all recognize people who are not rich and famous will definitely have no problem saying, yeah, they have some, you know, advantages because they're, you know, rich and famous, but that doesn't mean that they don't have problems. And we can clearly see that through media that, you know, follows them and follows their lives that they may have, you know, different problems, right? It's just, it's it's just an advantage. And so I, anyone out here listening to this podcast, you hear like the next time you hear the word privilege, just like for you, maybe it might be helpful for you to just translate that into advantage. Talking about the celebrity, I was doing some kind of TikTok and I remember in a comment or something, I said something about, or maybe it was, I I said it in the TikTok. I don't look at people who are celebrities or famous people who have young kids and I'm like, oh, motherhood is so simple for them because no, they're still a mom. And like you said, they are very privileged in one sense, but at the same time, they have certain stressors that I do not have and that I would never have to think about. So it's like looking at everyone's situation, like you said initially, there's all these different variables that you have to consider instead of just like jumping to conclusions. Here's an example that would, I think it's very, it's a parenting example, but it speaks exactly what we're saying, right? It's, so if you have... If you're economically privileged and you have, you know, disposable income, you have disposable. So when you get like burnt out or you need a spa day or you need something like you have the option, you have the privilege to buy, to, to you know, buy help, right? You can get a nanny to come in. But that doesn't mean that that's, but that nanny also has to be someone that you trust, right? And has to be in in that whole relationship with the nanny. That's a whole nother person you're bringing into your, you know, relationship with your children. And that is a set of problems too, that, you know, someone who, you know, isn't able to, who is with their children or they go to school, they go home and they they can't afford a nanny. That's not a problem that they're going to have because they're not going to have a nanny, right? And so it's, you know, that's an example of, yes, the privilege may be helpful in one way because that spot, and, and then you also have the choice to like, you know, I think where it is still, like we also have to recognize that that is still an advantage that, at the end of the day, you have that choice to get the nanny or not, or to, you know, maybe you're getting going to family. And I think you mentioned that you, you know, have the privilege if you have family who's supportive and around you, like that's an advantage, right? And that's, it's okay. Like I want, I want everyone to have those advantages and to not, you know, to be supported, right? Like we, we, we want that. And I think even too, I think we can even go deeper and to not even just because the economic thing is 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 I think easier to to see and to talk about. There's another conversation, and I haven't really had this just go ahead and talk about it, that of just different 
privileges in the way that we've grown up, right? And in the different cultures that we have grown up in and the different kind of mindsets that have been instilled in us. So like how the parent was parented? Yes. Yes. Like how a parent was parented in the community they were parented in with the rules of that community at the time and how all those factors impact how that parent parents the child and who that child is becoming, right? Because if, you know, you grew up in a community that, you know, hypothetically was kind of very gentle, respectful, conscious, whatever, and that's what you grew up seeing and experiencing and having and having examples of and, you know, you're, you know, maybe you haven't experienced as much maybe trauma as a result of it, you know, there is an advantage in that too because your nervous system will, won't be as reactive in those moments that are hard, right? And you may have more memories, more things to call on, on kind of what to do as opposed to your, you know, first generation, like everyone, and you know, you're trying the gentle, conscious, respectful parenting stuff and everyone's telling you, like it's wrong or that's, you know, for an example, a video I did make of like a lot of people say that's white people stuff, right? And if you don't have that support, like that's a disadvantage, that's a disadvantage, right? When you don't have that support, right? That community of support and you never grew up that way. And that's, and again, I will say that doesn't mean that if you did have that support growing up, that parenting is still going to be easy. You're still likely going to struggle like everyone else, right? But we can still acknowledge that there is an advantage there. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. It is extremely difficult to gentle parent in the best situations. It's still difficult. And I think that's a piece that's missing on social media is there's not much acknowledgement of how difficult it can be. And so I think when parents struggle to implement gentle parenting at home, they feel like shit about themselves because they're like, why can't I do this? We hear a lot about like on social media, like breaking cycles and generational trauma And how much work that takes, like for a person to be able to properly gentle parent if they have like childhood trauma, if they're trying to break a cycle of parenting that they lived through, how much work that is for that person to do the work on themselves to then be able to gentle parent. And I don't think that's acknowledged either, like how much work it is. It is nonstop. It is continuous forever work. And the way that I kind of, I like to just think about it, and I don't know if I said this previous, but kind of like almost like iPhone generations, right? And you build off the previous generations. And, you know, if you were in a community, like you grew up with, you know, iPhone fives the community this is kind of like a metaphor community of like iphone fives and they've kind of been doing these these techniques that are more kind of researched now maybe they weren't in the past but researched now it'll be you know you you're upgrading to the iphone 6 or the iphone 7 and you know things continuously change and we grow and we learn more and going from iPhone 5 to iPhone 6 is still a huge accomplishment that we celebrate and like you should be really proud of that accomplishment. And we can acknowledge that some people are starting off with the first iPhone or an iPhone 2. And on social media, it's it's what's being shown is maybe the iPhone 11 or <laughs> and 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 you know they're seeing their you know, I first iPhone family and maybe they had an iPhone too. And they're like, I like, I'm looking at these, I, this iPhone 11, this, this perfect picture that everyone's putting out there and I'm not there yet. And that can cause its own set of like challenges, right? Internally that make it harder to like the shame that you, you know, may put on yourself that actually stops you from actually improving and actually upgrading. And so we really need to have compassion for the 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 iPhone 1s, the iPhone 5s, the iPhone 8s, even the ones that are the iPhone 11s because they're still working to improve and grow and and, and it's so important to be supportive of everyone no matter where they're at on their journey because we're all impacted by it. So your, your, your child, the person you're ridiculing on TikTok is, you know, that is going to impact them, which in, in a way it's going to impact their parenting and that child's going to walk through the world and maybe run into your child and you may not like the way that they treat your child, but you know, it's it, we're all connected in that way. You, you didn't treat their parent with compassion, and and that you know, compassion is is contagious. Just like the compassion is contagious. Just like all the like negative judgment. Just like judgment, right? And that cycle of judgment is vicious. The cycle of judgment and shame is vicious, and it doesn't help us be more compassionate. 
And so if you want to create a world where people are more compassionate, we have to be more compassionate, even when it's hard for us, even when we're triggered by a word like privileged. Yeah, I talk a lot about empathy and how it is lacking in the parent community, especially among moms. And that's what I always say, like a mom will look at another mom and instantly evaluate what she's doing instead of looking at what she's doing with empathy and maybe considering the situation that she's in. So I would consider myself like extremely privileged on many different accounts, like many different, like family support, how I grew up, friendships, like I'm white, I'm able-bodied, I'm thin, I'm like all the things. And so throughout my day-to-day, I often think about other people's situations because, and this is the smallest thing ever, but I am able to practice gentle parenting for the most part in our morning routine because I don't have anywhere to be on time. You know, and I always think about this because kids can really put up a fight in the morning and trying to get a toddler dressed with his boots on and his winter coat and out the door can be the biggest stressor. Our two dogs are barking. My husband's trying to get ready to leave to go to work. But I have the absolute luxury of not having to be somewhere on time. I don't have a boss somewhere waiting for me to walk through a door. And I always think about that. Just that one little difference in the morning is the difference between using gentle parenting practices and not. So like now think about all the other major life differences that some people are going through. And it is very difficult to practice gentle parenting. Yeah. And, and, you know, on top of that, like even like, let's say your scenario and let's get even kind of more into the world of someone who may not have the same privileges where maybe that job they're going to is a job that they absolutely need. And it's a job that they hate, that they don't like, where they're treated terribly, but they need that job. They're treated terribly throughout the day and they take it and they take it and they take it and they do their job because that's what they have, has what they have to do. They have all that pent up anger and inner and all of that. And they come home and then we expect them to now be empathetic to, you know, you know, a child who's not listening to them and they feel like, I haven't had power all day and now my child yes. is going to have power over me like or at least it, you know it feels that way right and you know and then so it's going to be so it's it's going to just and it doesn't mean that that parent can't you know like regulate front routine or like figure something out that works for them and 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 improve on it day to day but it, it means that that is going to be harder than someone, you know, who's like, you know, who's doing something that they love and they're at a, a job that they are respected because they were able to not work for a period of time or look for that job. And, you know, and so, like, there's like so many things. And I encourage people, anyone who's on like doing the conscious, respectful, whatever, like parenting thing, like a core piece of it. Like, is empathy and seeing the perspective of the child of another person that's not you and getting into their world and like, ah, like, how could they be experiencing what's going on right now? This, you know, this transition, not getting the thing that they want so that we, you know, can have empathy. And it's like the gentle, respectful, conscious, whatever parenting is not just for kids. Like, I don't, I don't, like, that is. Probably one of the most important things I think people should learn is that, like, the stuff that we're talking about to do, like, with children, like, how to think about it, how to, you know, treat with treat them with empathy and how to communicate in healthy ways without, you know, shaming and judging and, 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 and trying to, you know, tap into our own self-control so we don't just lash out with our emotions. That is important for all people 
in all spaces, in a leadership space, in a classroom, in a household, in a relationship. These are skills for, you know, engaging in relationships as human beings, in healthy relationships as human beings, right? And, you know, it's the thing of hurt people hurt people. So sometimes, so it's hard to kind of break those cycles, especially trauma and all, all the other, you know, things that are going on. But I just encourage you, like, if you're, you know, really set on practicing, you're not really, I, if you're not applying it, your life will change when you apply the practices, you know, to to kids, when you apply it into your life as a whole. And you don't not just compartmentalize it and just with your kids. But your life will change and your relationships will change. And, and, it, and it's in, in, in leadership. And if you work with kids and you're in a classroom and your relationship with your partner and your relationship with your kids. Your relationship with your kids is only one way to apply this information. Right. And I also apply it as the best I can as a creator of of TikTok, Instagram, whatever, and really try to provide, you know, empathy. And I'd say in the past couple of, like in the past week, me being able to, like, and it's hard, even like just as a creator, like, it's hard to, like, when I'm triggered by a comment section, right? It's, we're recording Black History Month. And so, I don't normally talk, I'm a black creator, but I don't normally talk about like race, racism stuff. And I, and I started to talk about it this month. And, you know, a lot of comments really, honestly, really triggered me. And honestly, I felt, I, I, I'll be real with y'all and expressing my emotions, trying to model, right? I felt hurt by a lot of things that showed up in my comment section, you know, people that have followed me and I feel like I've been supported and dedicated to helping and and then some of like the hurtful things that people would say like that was re- that's triggering it's hurtful and there and and I had to resist the urge to go and attack back right could have right and honestly growing up like I learned really well how to attack people with my words right and so you know I make a conscious choice like not to do that and to really continue to create content with empathy and really with understanding and really trying to understand what that emotional message is coming from. And uh, a couple of days ago, someone messaged me and was like, and like, hey, Mr. Chaz, like, I know what this is going to sound like, but and they pretty much told me that they were racist and xenophobic, and, but that wasn't the message. That wasn't what they came to message me. They were messaging me to say, I don't want to pass on these views to my mm. kids. Wow. And I don't know like how to not do that because this is how I feel. And you know, even in that moment, I was like, ooh, this is this is pretty heavy. <laughs> okay. But then, you know, non-judgmental curiosity and asking questions and and you know, we it, she kind of ended up unpacking it really mostly for herself. I didn't really give her a bunch of advice, but she, she ended up coming to the conclusion that it was, you know, she's her views of certain people, certain groups of people are a direct result from the media that she was consuming. And she was able to, in our conversation, she was able to recognize that and come to the conclusion of like, okay, well, maybe I should be mindful of what I'm consuming and just kind of, you know, take those things with a grain of salt and do a look at other sources. And we were able to come to that. We were able to problem solve together. But we would have never got there if one, and like those when I was hurt, I just lashed out because she probably would have saw that and be like, ooh, it's not safe place for me to to share this feeling because there's not, it would identify that I wouldn't have been able to, she would not have been able to feel like she could have gotten help from me. And if she didn't feel like she could have gotten help, she probably would not have and just would have been alone to work through it. But I was, you know, and so when I say that, like, this is all this stuff is it's all encompassing in life with our relationship with people. I mean, you can practice it anywhere. I, I really mean it. And that was a really good example, you know, in my personal kind of creator life.
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I can see it when you said she wouldn't have felt safe to like come to me to open up about that. The same goes for parents and children. If you think about how you're reacting to your child in certain situations, is your child going to feel safe to come to you now when they're having a difficult time with something or something happens at school or, you know what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So let's say there's parents listening who would like to implement more gentle parenting practices, but they're having a difficult time. Maybe they're struggling financially. They have multiple kids. They are a single parent. Like, what is your advice to someone who wants to gentle parent, but is finding it difficult? As we talked about before, there is such a variety of variables. And so there's probably nothing I can say that will be will blanket be a blanket statement that will be helpful for everyone, but I'll try to say a few really big things that I think will be helpful for most people, or if even you can't, or a place to kind of work towards. But one, finding some kind of like community of support somehow, some way, you know, a lot of people aren't privileged, don't have the advantage to necessarily be in a location where there are other people who we're practicing the, you know, gentle, conscious, whatever parenting. But even though, even if you don't have that privilege, there's also, you know, maybe online you can find, you know, community of people. And maybe if it's not like a Facebook group or something like that, and you got to be careful with Facebook groups because they all got their different cultures, but maybe it is people you're following on TikTok or Instagram. You're curating a feed of people that you want to like learn from and, People that people that who are supporting you in your journey, but to, to really try to create that community around you, regardless of what it looks like, even if it's just that one friend that you find at the gym or that one friend you find that pick up at at, at the at the school or you're picking that is kind of on the same that you're kind of aligned with that you can go like, ah oh, man, I was struggling with this. Like I tried the. I tried. I try to be conscious today. I try to be respectful today, but it just was not. Today was not the day, and I yelled, and I feel guilty about it. I want to talk to someone about it. And someone to co-regulate with. Somebody to like. They could. Ah, uh, I know what you mean. Like I had the same kind of day, you know. And like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, blah blah blah. We talk tomorrow. You know, we'll make a commitment to try this instead. Yeah, 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 we'll try, we'll try. We'll, and we'll come back next week or whenever to, you know, talk again. Like, no matter what it looks like, but really, us as humans, we really do need each other and really do need support in, in each other. And in America, in, in, there's a, it's a very individualistic society and, and it, comes with, it comes with pros and cons, right? And a big con, there's lots of cons <laughs> when it comes to like parenting because there's not the, it takes a village kind of mentality as much, right? As opposed to more of the collectivist cultures that are, which also have pros and cons as well, right? But, but one big pro is that they're going to be, there's more of a community of people there to support you to kind of take the load off. So really try to find that no matter what kind of community you're in, because you could be in a collectivist community and still feel alone in this. So find that community that you feel safe in. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And then just, you know, keep as, as much as you can, keep learning like podcasts, you know, like because at, at the end of the day, you're learning something new in a completely different concept. This is a completely different paradigm shift than what most of us were raised on. So, you know, it's normal that you're not going to know what to do in situations where you're trying to get out the door, right? Or you're trying to, 
you know, you're trying to have some alone time, you feel the clinging and you're touched out, like you're, you're not going to know what to do because all that's going to come up is what your parents did. I know what would have happened to me if I would have X, Y, Z. My parents would have X, Y, Z. And so you do have to kind of retrain your brain, unlearn some things, and that does take time in consuming in consuming that kind of content a lot and, 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 and often. It is a practice. Again, if you don't have privilege as much, you know, time because you are a single parent, like it may be, you may have to figure maybe on your car drive, maybe on your drive to work or you're taking the train or, or the bus, like maybe listening to podcasts then is the best thing to do. And, you know, without knowing your specific situation, I can't obviously tell you exactly what to do, but sometimes we do have to get kind of creative to figure out how we're going to still be, you know, respectful to this other human being in front of us. And I want to say something else, too, that's a little kind of adjacent to the conversation we were having before. And it's something I haven't communicated a lot. And I come here. I love I love this podcast. I love coming here and talking <laughs> to you. And so I'm going to kind of share this, uh, this thought that's kind of been on my mind, but I haven't expressed it much. I, I think the most powerful thing that we as a Adults can do to build a better world with less injustice, to work towards world peace. I know, big idea. He said, world peace. All right, he's crazy, but <laughs> stick with me here. Foundations for world peace, okay? I think the biggest thing that we can do as adults, whether you're a parent, whether you are a teacher, anyone who is an, an adult in charge of a young child, is to really be mindful and take seriously how much power you have. And it's so easy to use our power to dismiss and to to just not care, just dismiss what this person who doesn't have power is saying, right? And especially when they're saying it in a way that you don't find to be very palatable or you don't like, you know, for... You know, for a young child, you know, children will scream and, and yell and throw tantrums, throw themselves on the ground, and you know, and and, and people that whole behaviors communication thing. People are trying to communicate something, right? It's really important as the person in power, and this is also important in leadership too, that you listen to what those people with less power who don't have the power to necessarily make the decision, what they're saying and like the, the, the message underneath, right? Because when someone says, when someone's really emotional and they say something, they may not be at their best in really articulating what the problem is, right? They just have a strong emotion. And that's all of us, even those in power, when we're emotional, we're not at a we're often not our best communicators, right? I don't know anyone says like, I make the best decisions when I'm mad and I'm angry and upset. Yeah. Like it just, that's just not the way our brains work. So I think the most powerful thing that we can do as adults in power, in charge of children, power over children, is to really listen and not be so quick to dismiss that child and what they're trying to say. This makes me think of this morning, and I'm going to bring up fruit snacks. It's funny because our last podcast that we did together, it was about fruit snacks again. So clearly this is a theme in my life. Yeah. But this morning, I was getting Milo ready to leave for daycare, and I was like, Mommy's going to get your snack ready for the car. And he was like, I want fruit snacks. And I was like, we're not going to have fruit snacks this morning, but Mommy can give you a pear or you can have your nuts in a little container. And he was like, I want fruit snacks. Like, you know, he is just, he's trying, he wants to be in control. And I just said again, we're not going to have fruit snacks right now. You can have some maybe later when mommy picks you up from school, but you can have your pear or you can have nuts. And eventually he just, he was like, okay, I want the pear. And he just kind of like gave up. But I can see where parents, you know, your kid wants fruit snacks at seven in the morning and they just be like, oh no, like, let's go get your boots on. Like just completely ignoring the situation and just like shutting them down as opposed to being like, clearly he wants 
to decide what he's going to have. I'm going to give him a little bit of power and be like, would you like a pear or would you like your nuts? Understanding, not just being dismissive and being like, okay, can I give him options in this moment so that he feels like he is in control? And a piece of advice for people who want to practice gentle parenting is like implement tiny little things first. Like, for example, giving your child a choice. So when Milo doesn't want to go to bed and we started using a timer for everything now, it's like, how much time do you want on your timer? And he'll tell us. He'll say three minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. We're like, okay, we're going to set the timer. So he has been now allowed to choose how much time he gets. The timer goes off and then he'll be like, oh no, I want to see like the rest of whatever we're watching or another story or something. And we'll say, no, the timer just went off. Would you like mommy to give you a piggyback to your room or would you like to walk yourself? You know, and it's like giving these options has been life-changing because you're giving them some power, which is really what they want. And also my second piece of advice is not to get frustrated if you try things and you don't see changes right away because it's going to take time. Like for example, if if you start doing the choice thing, It might take a week, two weeks before your child realizes like, oh, I have lots of power in all these different situations. Like I don't need to have a meltdown or like they know that later on they're going to be able to choose if they want bubbles in their bath or if they don't. Like they're not just being like shuffled around throughout the day and being told what to do. Like they have power. So yeah, don't be frustrated if you start implementing things and it's not having the results that you want right away because it takes it takes time. It's like a new way of living. Yes. Super last note, super last note, connected to everything that we're talking about. If you are someone who doesn't have a lot of power, you don't feel like you have a lot of power in your life, it's going to be harder for you to do that, to give power in those situations, even in those examples that you mentioned, to your child. And so... It's important to kind of be aware and, and just be conscious of it. Like, it's an important thing to be conscious of because that may also block your ability or willingness to want to give those choices in the moment. And so, yeah, just be, you know, be aware of that. As someone who doesn't have a lot of power, in their mind, they're like, I want to be in power. I want to be in control. Right. And this is the maybe one pocket of my life where I can have power, right? And it's, unfortunately, it's over another person though and that's not what we want to teach and i think that's like the big like the power it's more about self-control as opposed to other control right and that's what we want to teach and teach the process of like how do we do the problem solving how do we okay so if i'm not trying to control others and you know what do i do when the world doesn't go my way like that's like that's what the learning like the whole everything that you know you're going to be doing forever and still as adults we're working on i mean look at i mean i can know i guess i'm I'm talking about the united states government but i know that we're we still have some of these a lot of these lessons to learn in terms of how we problem solve and work together and again foundations for world peace like this is some this is really powerful stuff that you're doing and it's not just impacting you and your child and and, and your relationship. It's your family and that child is going to grow up and and interact with, engage with so many other children, you know, their age and they're going to be peers and that might be another peer might lean on your child for support and your child may actually know what to say and how to be supportive and helpful because they had someone who was supportive and helpful when they were struggling. And that is just exponential like empathy like like that's how we build foundations for world peace so yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was like the perfect timing yeah and that's the end of the episode (laughs) okay i have some before we finish i have some fun questions that i want to ask you okay cool they're just like quick little like Almost like we're on a game show. Dun, 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 dun. Fun, okay. fun, fun. Love it. Okay, so you have a podcast. Who would your dream podcast guest be? Oprah, Dr. Shabani. Oh, 
Love it. Oprah, that is such a good one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man. I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to talk to Martin Luther King. I'm going to have to talk to the man himself because so many people say so much about him and I want to hear it straight from the from I want to I want to talk to him. Okay. His life was cut too short. A dream vacation, where would you be going? Ooh, probably like Fiji, Bora Bora kind of stuff. <laughs> if you could be a guest on any TV show, what show would it be? Oh, a guest on any TV show. I would probably want to do some kind of... Big Brother would be fun. I don't, I don't watch Big Brother, but I would... I would get on it. Someone asked me if I wanted to be on Survivor, and I declined. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Even Big Brother for me, like, that's a little bit difficult. Like, the sleeping arrangements, like, I'm such a high-maintenance sleeper, I just can't imagine. But I would love to go on Big Brother and try and win, of course. You just, you just uh, play games and live with people, right? Pretty much? Yeah. And it, but it's like a popularity contest. I think if I could change, I might say real world or something like that. Um, Where you're just kind of living worlds. your life. Yeah. Okay. If you had to be a professional athlete, what sport would you play? Soccer. Soccer? Why? I grew up playing soccer. And it's such a team sport. I love the team sport of it. It seems like a lot of work, soccer. It is. Like it all is. the running. It's, yep. 90-minute games. I don't know. It's like there's yeah. not a lot of breaks. In the sun, like outdoors. I have a thing with outdoor sports. Like I don't like extreme weather. So I've always kind of been in sports that you play in a gymnasium. So yeah, I would probably be like volleyball, something where you don't really touch other people. Yeah. <laughs> if, if dodgeball is a sport, I would, Dodge that would probably be, yeah, it's very invigorating. <laughs> okay. Last question. If you won the lottery, what would be your first big purchase? A house, because I don't, but that's such a boring answer. No, that's good. I would probably buy a house too. Yeah, it would, I mean, that's, yeah, that's really what it would be. A house, I'd be looking to invest it, but yeah. Boring answer. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go with just the house. I, I That's probably what I would do too, like looking at real estate, of course. That's what I do now. All right, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I have a less boring answer. I would, let's say I already had the house, because, you know, I'm still trying to reach goals and stuff. Like, I don't currently own a house. So I, it's, but let's say that is taken care of. I would buy a yacht, and oh. I would travel on the yacht, and we would go to different places, and I would have someone who could a professional yacht driver <laughs> but yeah that's that's my non-boring answer okay do you watch below deck no oh, okay it's like they follow all the people that work on these big yachts and like rich people charter the yachts it's a really good show but it made me think of that i would a lot of the yachts have professional chefs on board to like cook yeah. all your meals so yeah. like that's like sign me up. I'll okay. visit I thought you were you about to tell me something unethical about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, dang. I didn't. No, okay. I'm just saying yeah, I will yeah, come yeah, yeah. on your yacht. That's all. <laughs> You're invited. We'll yeah. do a podcast episode. That'll yeah, be of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so where can people find you online? What do you have going on? Any plans for the future? Tell us everything. Oh, man, I don't know if I can tell you everything, but you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and all podcasting platforms. I'm Mr. Chaz, and that's Chaz with two Zs, on the social media. Mr. Chaz's Leadership Parenting and Teaching Podcast is my podcast on all podcasting platforms. I am, there are some things and people that I'm hoping to work with and do with some streaming services mm. but i can't really talk about that but if hey you, you yeah so working on in the process of writing a book so when that comes out oh. please 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 it's 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 more and more progress every day what else do i i have the one-on-one coaching the www.patreon.com forward slash mr chaz 
Like, that's really honestly the best thing to do. Like, it does require a little bit of privilege because it is a paid thing because it's one-on-one time. But I do have a option that is, you know, for people who aren't as privileged economically, that is a, a more affordable option. So just kind of look into that where you can still get a one-on-one coaching with me. And yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me right now and what I have currently going on that I can talk about right now. Love it. Well, thank you very much for this conversation. Yeah, I'm happy I thought of this topic because it's a topic that needs to be talked more about. And I think the people listening probably appreciated what we had to say. I hope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's just pretend. (laughs) Leave a review and let us know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, please. Five stars. Uh Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.